everybody. I'm Scott Story. Welcome to my podcast, Despite the Limits. After more than 30 years of serving in the Army Special Operations, first in the Ranger Regiment, and then as a Green Beret, and finally closing out in the Civil Affairs Regiment, I decided it was time to retire. And I quickly learned that change was hard. It was inevitable, but it was also doable. I've created this podcast so that we could walk through this journey together. After all, change is challenging no matter what the reason is, whether it's from a career shift or just the chaos of life itself. And if you're going to do it, you need to keep developing as a leader. My intent for this podcast is to help you navigate your own change through leadership development and to realize that you can succeed despite the limits. So let's go. Welcome to episode number four of the Despite the Limits podcast. I'm excited to spend some time with you as you move through your journey in leadership development and personal growth. During my tenure as a brigade commander, unlike today, the Army actually was going through a downsizing process, and that required me to counsel several young captains about their involuntary termination from the service. It was among one of the most difficult tasks that I had as a commander. I knew for most of them, this notification came out of nowhere. Have you ever experienced something so painful that you knew the rest of your life would never be the same? I mean a real gut punch. Something that hit you so hard that you had no idea how you were going to overcome it. Well, I was fortunate enough to have such an experience in the early 1990s. And yes, I said fortunate. Because while the experience wasn't remotely pleasant, it helped me to have the difficult conversations that I needed to with these young men and women who were being involuntarily separated from the Army at the time. So let me elaborate. I was a platoon leader in the Army's elite 3rd Ranger Battalion, the proverbial best of the best. At 24 years old, I believed that I was at the top of my game, and in many ways, I was. That is, until my company commander was replaced. The new commander called each lieutenant into his office for our initial counseling. It's a common practice in the Army, and these are introductory sessions where the the new commander discusses their command philosophy, sets their expectations, and, and gets to know a subordinate a little bit better. And so I didn't really think anything of it until I walked into his office. The first words out of the captain's mouth were were not a word of greeting or a discussion of expectations, but rather he said, you don't have what it takes to be a Ranger Rifle Platoon Leader. That was it. It was a gut punch without warning or explanation. And I remember acknowledging his view and telling him that I believed that I did. And I asked for some specific examples so that I could work on improving. And his response was, it's just a feeling that I have. This was worse than the initial comments. You see, this went from a gut punch to a kick in the groin. I went home that night and I told my wife that I fully expected to be fired in the next 90 days. You see, it was clear to me that his mind was made up and I wasn't going to change it. Nevertheless, I persevered at my job. And like clockwork, 30 days later, I was summoned to his office for my next developmental counseling with similar dialogue. You don't have what it takes to be a Ranger Rifle Platoon Leader. Again, I asked for specifics, and again his response was, It's just a feeling I have. 
I can remember telling him that I couldn't work on his feeling without some specific guidance or example. But unfortunately, nothing of substance was ever given to me, and I was eventually fired. At that moment, I really understood what Mike Tyson meant when he said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Now, Tyson wouldn't actually utter that famous quote about his fight with Evander Holofield for another three years, but it describes how I felt at that moment. Thankfully, I wasn't fired in the sense that I lost my ability to earn a living, but I was transferred from an elite unit to a training unit, and I spent months, maybe even years, trying to put this experience into perspective. Honestly, even today, more than 30 years later, it hurts me to think about it. Now, painful situations have a way of showing us who we really are. You see, every time we encounter a painful experience, we get to know ourselves just a little bit better. And we can choose to let that pain freeze us in place, or we can use it to help us understand who we are, where we are, and where we want to or need to go. According to the American Psychological Association, this is called resilience. And resilience is the process of successfully adapting to difficult or challenging life experiences, especially through mental, emotional, and behavioral flexibility. John Maxwell calls this the law of pain. In his book, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, he teaches that how we manage painful experiences can lead to great personal and even professional growth. You know, pain in life is inevitable. I actually heard it expressed this way. You will fall into one of three categories when it comes to trouble. You are either number one in trouble, number two, you just got out of trouble, or number three, you're about to be in trouble. If this is true, and I'm inclined to think that it is, what do we do with these bad experiences? Well, let's start by acknowledging a few things about them. First of all, everybody has them. We've got to come to realize that. Second, nobody likes them. That is also very true. And third, I think only a few people can take bad experiences and turn them into positive experiences. It's this third thing that I want to focus on today because it is possible to gain from a bad experience. Oh, it will still hurt, but we can come out on the other side better. Now, I know you've heard me say that experience is not the best teacher unless you evaluate it. And that evaluated experience can keep you from trying the same thing over and over again, which will lead to the same result. So allow me to share a few ways that we can learn from and grow from our painful experiences. The first thing we can do is we can choose to have a positive mental attitude about life. Now, I want you to take a moment and just think about your overall frame of reference. What are your attitudes, your assumptions, and what expectations do you hold for yourself? What about for other people? What about for the world in general? Now, when my children were in their preteen years, I grew tired of their complaint that this thing or that thing wasn't fair. And I would often respond with, the fair's that thing that comes to the county once a year, and we'll go ride the rides and we'll look at the livestock, but fair is not the way life works. Virginia Satir, who is 
had significant work in the field of, of family therapy. In fact, she was honored by being called the mother of family therapy. She said it much more eloquently than I did. She said, life isn't the way it's supposed to be. It's the way it is. The way you cope with it is what makes the difference. I thought that was profound. You see, we can't control much of what happens to us, but we can control our attitude about it. And maintaining a positive mental attitude about life is our best option if we are seeking long-term success. Another way we can deal with our painful experiences and grow from them is to embrace the value of the experience. Now, before he became the president of the United States, John F. Kennedy was a naval officer and he was considered a hero. Somebody once asked him how he became a war hero and he humbly replied, it was quite easy. Somebody sunk my boat. You know, it's always easier to see the positive in a bad experience long after it happens. It can be extremely difficult to endure that negative experience with a positive mindset. But if you can do it, you will learn from it. Honestly, this is how I view being fired from the Ranger Regiment today. I still revisit the experience from time to time, but not with anger, rather remembering what I learned. For instance, as I reflect, I can now see my part in the things that led that company commander to not think very highly of me, even though I couldn't see them then, and he did not express them to me very well. I've had to own my part in his perception, and as a result, I have taken responsibility for my part in the situation. Because you can take all the credit you want for the good you accomplish, but you must take responsibility for your mistakes and your missteps as well. The equation must be balanced if you're going to be a good leader. The experience also taught me how to approach the development of my team members with compassion. I learned to give concrete examples of where they may be struggling and to help them identify positive steps toward improving. Sure, the conversations remain difficult, but they are profitable for all involved. Facing struggles is inevitable. Learning from them, that's a choice. Another step, and the last one I'll talk about today that we can take in order to learn from a bad experience, is to make positive changes as a result of what we learn from them. In 2017, when I was deployed to Kuwait, providing support to Iraq, I had a silent heart attack. A silent heart attack means that I didn't know I had it and didn't learn about it until the scar tissue showed up during a scan for a totally unrelated cardiac issue. Now, I knew that I needed to make significant changes, but I didn't. And as a result, a year later, I had a second heart attack. Let me tell you, I am now serious about what I eat, though I do occasionally indulge in treats. And I do regular exercise even if it's just a short walk following my meals. My dogs are really helpful in, in this department. And I have learned to not stress over the unimportant things. Believe it or not, my dogs are pretty helpful there too. Now I freely admit, the first heart attack should have gotten my attention, but I didn't truly embrace the changes that were needed until the second one. Thankfully, I've made these changes, and though I am not perfect with them, I continually strive to improve my health so I can share the experiences with you. 
Hey, these are just a few ways that we can develop resilience and come through a painful experience and grow. We can face the experience with a positive mental attitude. We can embrace the value of the experience to gain the lesson that it may have for us. And we can make positive changes as a result of a bad experience. Over the past three decades, I have often reflected on that conflict that I experienced with that particular company commander. By choosing to have a positive mental attitude about this and life in general, I've been able to grasp some good lessons from the experience. I've learned to embrace the experience and how it has shaped my life and the way that I lead and help others develop. Finally, I apply positive change in my life. Now, this podcast was born out of one of those changes. I constantly want to study human behavior, human connection, and leadership so that I am equipped to help people grow through challenges rather than be overwhelmed by them. Pain is inevitable. What you do with it will make all the difference. I really hope that you're enjoying this journey together, but but more than that, I hope that you're learning as we walk along the way. My goal is to add value to you every time you listen and that you walk away from each one of our conversations with a new bit of knowledge or an area of personal development that you want to take head on. I'm going to keep making content like this, and I'm going to keep sharing what I'm learning as I walk through my journey. If what I'm saying is resonating with you and you think others might find it helpful, please subscribe, like, comment wherever you consume your podcast. But but maybe more importantly, would you share this podcast with anyone that you think would benefit from hearing it? That's a wrap on this episode. Thanks for letting me join you for a part of your journey. Look, as you're striving to become a leader, remember that challenges make life interesting, but overcoming them makes it meaningful. You can succeed despite the limits. Until next time, friends. Hey.